재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Every Sunday we start the show with Helen Cho's hot new releases Helen is a freelance translator and interpreter. Morning, Helen. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am very good, thank you. Can you believe it's August already? Um, well, <laughs> I can actually. It's really hot. <laughs> Yes. I almost actually um, did a double take when I was doing the intro earlier and saying it is August 7th. And I was like, it is August. Yes. And it's not just August 1st, it's August 7th already. Yeah, well, I can't wait for September so that it'd be slightly cooler. Mm-hmm. You don't like the, you're not enjoying the heat? No. You're not enjoying I'm not the heat? I'm a fan of Korean summers. It's hot what about mosquitoes? Don't you love the mosquitoes? <laughs> the heavenly creatures. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The yeah. heavenly creatures, indeed. So last week we were talking about the Hogarth Shakespeare series, but we only got to talk about the third title in the series. Remember, we talked about um, Vinegar Girl by Ann Tyler, Mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about the other two books in the series, the first two books. Can you, um, before we get into the books though, for our listeners who may have missed last week's show, first of all, shame on you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the Hogarth Shakespeare series in under 10 seconds? Go, Helen, go. It's a very ambitious publishing project where eight writers mm-hmm. do a retake on Shakespeare plays that they've chosen. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. That was yes. really good. <laughs> okay, so tell us about the first two titles in the series. So, yes, if Vinegar Girl was enough to whet your appetite for Shakespearean adaptations, we have two more titles in the series. Jeanette Winterson's The Gap of Time, to start with. It's a new adaptation of The Winter's Tale. Mm-hmm. And Jeanette Winterson actually called the text a talismanic text for her. Mm. And she really loves cover versions. Mm-hmm. Is it because she has winter in her name? Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, um, writers are... <laughs> Yeah, writers are yeah, yeah, eccentric like that. Yes, eccentric, absolutely. So, tell us about. um, So, it sounds like the Winter's Tale is an important inspiration for Jeanette Winterson. Can you tell us um, what the play is about before we talk about the book? So, the Winter's Tale is one of Shakespeare's late plays, Mm -hmm. and it tells the story of Leontes, king of Italy, whose insane jealousy um, results in the banishment of his baby daughter Perdita, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the death of his beautiful wife Hermione so Perdita um, is then brought up by a shepherd and we have a series of miraculous events of course as you do in any Shakespearean comedy Mm -hmm. and a father and daughter and eventually mother too are reunited in the end the mother so, too? Yes. I thought she was dead. She wasn't dead. No, it's a big spoiler, <gasps> I'm afraid. But, you know. Well, the play's been around for, yes, for such 400 a long time. years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so tell us about um, Winterson's retelling of the story. So, in this new adaptation, we move from London to a city in the US called New Bohemia mm-hmm. that's been hit by a storm. And the story very much deals with um, like emotion- key issues like childhood friendship, money, status, Video games. Video games. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how time can be really elliptical in its nature. Mm-hmm. Especially and when you're playing a lot of video games, <laughs> virtual reality. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh-huh. 
and the author um, is really clever in that she keeps her writing hyper modern and she really keeps it full of energy and she really makes us experience the consuming power of jealousy mm. that you find in the Shakespearean original mm-hmm. and you know she f- gives us traces of love redemption and then we have the lost child or an abandoned child mm-hmm. that first attracted her to the original play mm-hmm. yes we listened to that clip of her her interview last week and she mm-hmm. said that there was an abandoned child in in the story and she was an abandoned child mm-hmm. herself so she really connected very strongly with the child whose name was Perdita. Yes. Right. right. Um, so storms have a, have a magical quality in literature. And of course, Shakespeare often wrote, wrote about storm. I mean, there's the tempest too. Mm-hmm. Um, and storms have this ability to create chaos and, and then see how the dust settles after mm-hmm. everything has been ravaged yes. and, and so forth. And so it'll be interesting to see what the new, what new aspects of the winter's tale are illuminated by playing out what appears to be a reference to New Orleans, New yes. Bohemia, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe. Um, you know, she Win- the Winterson really skillfully and cleverly um, weaves between the timelessness of Shakespeare's play that could only be described as universal mm-hmm. and the modern story in you know her new adaptation. And she keeps the descriptions dreamy and poetic. And I have a short extra actually from the story about the abandoned baby, Perdita. Ooh, and okay. I'll just give you a quick taste. Mm-hmm. And it goes... That night, storm and rain and the moon like a mandala when the clouds parted. It was the moon that made him know. The baby had lain like the visible corner of a folded map. Traced inside her, faded now, were parents she would never know and a life that had vanished. Alternative routes she wouldn't take. People she would never meet. That would be that wouldn't be. Because her mother or her father or both had left a map of her folded on the table and left the room. It was a map of discovery. There were no more North Poles or Atlantic Oceans or Americas. The moon had visited and the bottom of the sea. That's a really heartbreaking depiction yes. of the baby headline, like like the visible mm-hmm. corner of a folded map. She will never know what else lies in the map. That's a very vivid description yes. of feeling cut off yes. and not knowing like what your entire being is and like. You can see what I mean by the dreamy and poetic quality mm-hmm. of her writing. Right, you? right. Yes. Definitely. Well, let's come back to um, The Gap of Time after a quick song break. Here's Book of Dreams by Susan Vega. are back for more on hot new releases with Helen Cho. So before the break, we were talking about The Gap of Time by writer Jeanette Winterson, which is her adaptation of The Winter's Tale in the Hogarth Shakespeare series. So if you're a fan of Shakespeare, do check it out. But before you go, we don't have a lot of time left. You got a new Korean title for us this week, right? Yes. Professor Choi Jung-ha has released the English version of her new book. It's titled K-Style Living 
the Korean way of life. Ooh. And it's a book that delves deep into the evolution of modern Korean living mm-hmm. and introduces the Korean lifestyle to English-speaking audiences. Mm-hmm. It's something that I think our listeners would, might definitely enjoy. Right, right. So before we find out what writer Choi jong has to say on this topic, what are some of the criteria for living the Korean way of life? Well, um, the author, as far as the author's life and career is concerned, you know, Choi jong received the Order of the Academic Palm mm-hmm. and became the first Korean woman to receive the Legion of Honor from mm-hmm. the French government in 2003, mm-hmm. all in recognition of her contribution to education, communication and cultural exchange. Mm-hmm. And she's the founder and president of the Korea Image Communications Institute. And mm-hmm. it's a non-profit organization that strives to promote and advance the global image of Korea. Mm. And the uh, word Korea is spelled with a C. Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right, so the criteria are lots of prizes, lots of on- honors from um, recognition from foreign states and patriotism. Mm-hmm. Is, I think an yes. extensive international experience, I think. Yes, yes, yes. So what is her approach in the book? Um, well, she has had the unique opportunity to meet different people from all works of life, from different countries, and that really helped her to um, establish the overall perception of Korea from the eyes of non-Koreans. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And she has come to understand what aspects of Korean culture sparked the most interest among foreigners. Mm. So what motivated her to write this book besides advancing the global image of Korea with a C? Um, well, she said that her desire to raise international interest in Korean society was first ignited um, decades ago at a time when the country had virtually zero global presence. Mm-hmm. And I remember that time, actually. Didn't yeah. you? <laughs> what do you remember about those days? Well, actually, uh, people used to get really puzzled every time I said I was from Korea. Mm-hmm, because they thought you were from North Korea. Oh, well, either from China or Japan was actually what they thought. Oh, okay. So yeah. they didn't recognize the the name of the country. Yeah, oh, that was the problem. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember those days too when I had to explain Korea as the country between China and Japan, and then I had <laughs> to start listing all the uh, company names, like the big yeah. conglomerates in Korea, in order to oh yeah jog their yeah, yeah their memories. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, continue. Tell tell us about the book. So during her career as an interpreter of French and Korean, she noticed that Korea had an almost non-existent global presence. Mm-hmm. So she then embarked on a new and special goal after 20 years of also working as a conference interpreter mm-hmm. and professor of interpretation to right. promote Korea's image in the minds and thoughts of people around the world. Mm-hmm. So she really wanted to, to do as much profile-raising activity as possible. Right. So tell us about the book in more detail. The book is divided into four seasonal chapters. Oh, spring, fancy. <laughs> spring, summer, autumn and winter because uh-huh. Korea is famous for having four distinct seasons. Right. Right. And the book <laughs> attempts to explain what the author refers to as distinctly Korean ways of life. Mm-hmm. And she talks about significant events that take place each season. She also talks about the everyday sort of joys, um, like the latest sensation of mukbang uh-huh. or broadcast of people just eating loads of food in front of cameras. Right, right. The everyday joys <laughs> of watching other people eat instead of eating. Right. It's actually strangely addictive and satisfying, I must say. Really? Do you, are you a fan of mukbang? Um, well, 
watch mukbang every every now and then. Okay. When I'm on a diet. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is something I did not know about you. <laughs> really? Yeah. And she also explains things like chimek is mm-hmm. a compound word that refers to the Korean meal of fried chicken and mekju or mm-hmm. beer. Yes, my Friday night ritual. Yes. And according to the book, though, there is actually um, actually an origin to the word. You know, the meal became popular during the 2002 World Cup in Korea. Mm-hmm. And apparently it originated from the tradition of catching and cooking a hen to serve a newlywed couple's guests. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. so instead of a newlywed couple's guests, we have Friday night ritual. <laughs> yes. yes. It's fried fresh. chicken. Yes. yes, chicken back then wasn't, wasn't served fried. So I can see how many parts of Korean culture may seem puzzling to people on the outside and she's trying to explain these things to yes. foreign readers, right? Uh, on the whole, mm-hmm. the book answers many questions that she received from foreign acquaintances on mm-hmm. Korea's unique tradition and culture or mm-hmm. Korean's lifestyle and customs. So ultimately, he's trying to answer the question of why do Koreans live the way they do? You know, mm-hmm. the important why yeah, question. It sounds like a really interesting book that will answer a lot of questions that other people have, but also like I personally have about why why we behave a certain mm. way. It'd be quite yeah. interesting for Korean readers to find out why too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's it for today's hot new releases. Thank you so much, Helen, for coming in. And we'll see you again next Sunday. Okay, see you next week. Bye. Coming up next is today's roundtable. But first, let's listen to Talk and Talk by D-Sound. Just let me have my flow. Talking talk is not just talk. Being there is half the walk. If you wanna know yourself, you gotta do the talking talk. Talking talk is not just talk. 